What's up, y'all, and welcome back to another episode of the Resilient Body Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Arnika, the not-so-typical chiropractor, and today we're talking about urinary incontinence, all right? So you also may know that as it's just a fancy way of saying involuntary leaking, right? So when you're coughing, sneezing, laughing, jumping, running, other activities. Today's episode is really inspired by so many conversations I've been having with moms about their pelvic floor issues. And something that commonly comes up is urinary incontinence and how there's so many women out there who were just living with it because they've been told like, you know, well, that's the kind of price you pay for having a baby or now they're so used to having, you know, um, that wetness in like their underwear that they're now, I think someone told me that they now have leggings specifically with underwear in them to specifically help women that are dealing with urinary incontinence. So I wanted to give a little bit of education today about that. Um, We're going to talk about exactly what is urinary incontinence, some things you may be experiencing, and some movements to help, just to let you know that if you're someone who is struggling with this, then it's not something that you have to live with, okay? Awesome. So let's get started. So what exactly is urinary incontinence? All right. So urinary incontinence is the involuntary leaking of urine. When you're coughing, you're sneezing, you're laughing, you're running, jumping, any type of activity like that, that is what urinary incontinence is. All right. You could also maybe have urgency, which is that when, you know, that quick trigger to go to the restroom. Um, I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but like back in the day, maybe when you were trying to pee or had to pee, you used to what, turn the sink water on and that would somehow like trigger you to say, okay, yeah, I can let go now. I can go to the bathroom. That was something that never worked for me. But I know a bunch of people who that is something that they did. When they needed to pee, they would turn that sink water on and that would trigger their body to go to the bathroom. You may have something else. Like um, I know someone mentioned to me that when they were younger, their mom used to teach them, you know, you have to go to the bathroom and kind of empty everything out before we leave. So now like leaving the house and just coming past that door is now a trigger for her that says, oh, I need to go pee. Even if she doesn't have to pee, her body still thinks, okay, I have something I can get out. So I want to talk a little bit more about what exactly is happening in your body when you're experiencing urinary incontinence, okay? So I want you to think of your pelvic floor as this bicycle seat. It comes up in like this kind of triangular pattern. So the front of that bicycle seat, the bicycle seat where your two pointer fingers are together, that is your pubic bone. The back of that tri- bicycle seat is where your tailbone sits, where your butt sits on that seat, and like where you sit in everyday life, those two sit bones, those are where your thumb and your forefinger meet. So this kind of makes this triangular bicycle seat, all right? Now, when it comes to that bicycle seat, those are where our pelvic floor muscles sit in the bottom of our pelvis. Our pelvic floor muscles are super important when it comes to supporting certain organs in our body, like that bladder, that rectus, that um, uterus, things like that. And it also is super important to help support and contract when it comes to incontinence. Now, when you are developing pressure inside of your body, so when you're breathing, we should be able to take a breath in and create so much space in our trunk that we can now expand our stomach out, our sides, our lateral sides, our obliques are coming out. We can breathe into our back. We can also let our diaphragm and pelvic floor drop down to give as much air 
in that space as we can. But we and you cannot prioritize your pressure, I should say, disperse your pressure. And we have pressure going completely forward, only your stomach expanding up and you're not going into your sides and your back. That can lead to other things like diastasis recti. Or in this situation, when you don't have the ability to create a 360 degree breath, so you don't have ability for all that pressure to be dispersed in all directions, pressure has to go somewhere. And in this case, it goes down to that pelvic floor. And then that is how we get things like urinary incontinence. So we have to learn how to work on those pelvic floor muscles in order to help manage the pressure in our body, which we'll talk about a little bit more with some breathing strategies later, and also know what it feels like to have a tight pelvic floor and also what it feels like to let go. Okay. So I hope that didn't make, um, I hope I didn't nerd out too much, but I really wanted you to understand what's happening in your body and when we breathe in and why breathing is so important because breathing in and being able to control that breath is what's going to help disperse the body, your pressure evenly around your system. So we don't have things that involves leaking because we have that pressure having to go downward. Okay, so I want to talk a little bit about some things you may be experiencing if you are someone who is having some urinary incontinence, okay? So you may be experiencing some pelvic floor tightness. And real quick, if you've been following us for a while, then you know how much I'm educating around that tightness can also mean weakness, okay? People sometimes think, oh, it's tight, just like any other muscle, it's tight, I need to stretch it out. But sometimes stretching out that muscle isn't what's the issue. We have to strengthen that muscle so it knows that it can join the party and hold up its end of the bargain, truthfully. So if you're someone who's dealing with that pelvic floor tightness, I want you to understand that our pelvic floor is a muscle, just like a bicep, just like a tricep. It has to be able to fully contract and fully relax. So it needs a full range of motion, just like every other muscle in the body, okay? The contraction is really important for supporting the pelvic organs we talked about. So the bladder, the rectus, the uterus, things like that. And it's also important for the incontinence, that that Kegel kind of motion. But the lengthening of our pelvic floor is super important important when we have things that need to come in or out. So think about sex. Think about inserting a tampon. Think about when you go see your OB. Also childbirth. You have to push a baby out of there. That's why lengthening is so important. So if you've been, I want to say experienced, but if you had a kid, then you know that you had to lengthen those pelvic floor muscles in order to push that kid out. And maybe some tearing even became a part of that process. So We have to think about the fact that our pelvic floor are muscles and they still need to be able to have a full range of motion so they can help with those different functions that supporting of the organs, childbirth, sex, all of those things, okay? So things that you may notice um, if you're experiencing any type of urinary incontinence is, like um, I mentioned earlier about the underwear, if you notice that you're used to having a couple of wet spots in your undergarments, if you notice that maybe when you stand up from the seat that you have a couple of spots on the toilet seat, uh, I also want you to think about it's possible that you never completely empty your bladder. Now, let me back up real quick. First of all, we will have residual waste, residual urine in our bladder. We will never fully empty it out, but you may be experiencing something called incomplete, incomplete emptying, which is where we sit in the toilet, we go to the, to the bathroom a little bit. Maybe you get up and you have to come right back because you're not finished. Or maybe you sit there for a little bit because there's a pause in between your stream. That's something that we call incomplete emptying. And that can be due to the, the pelvic floor tightness that you're experiencing. Something I want to bring up while we're mentioning about um, being on the toilet. 
um, I had this conversation with someone this Saturday at a workshop and we were talking about the pelvic floor about she was um, mind blown that she didn't know that you weren't supposed to bear down or push while you're peeing. And that is something that I want to throw in there and bring up that you are not supposed to. We want you to relax as much as you can when you're peeing. Relaxing helps lengthen those pelvic floor muscles, all right? So if you are someone who you're like, man, I've been training, I'm so used to peeing or pushing out my pee, which is something that I was so used to, you know, when I was younger. I'm trying to go to the bathroom as quick as I can. Let me push, get it all out so I can be done. But what you really want to focus on is actually giving like a controlled kind of slow exhale while you're breathing. So as you were going to do that kind of bear down motion, instead of bear down and creating all that pressure, we want to take a long exhale. So if that's something I want you to work on the next time you go to the restroom, if that's something that you are experiencing. When you inhale, you're helping relax and lengthen those pelvic floor muscles. And when you exhale, we give a little bit of contraction. So think about we're exhaling out, we're giving a little bit of an active contraction, but not a bearing down motion. I hope that that makes sense. Last but certainly not least, I want to talk about some movements that can truly help you if you're someone who is experiencing this, okay? So first, before I even get into um, some movements, we have to talk a little bit about breathing, okay? I'm definitely going to have some diaphragmatic breathing in all sorts of different positions as some of these movement videos that I want to tag in the episode notes. But I want to talk to you real quick about the importance of the breath that you're using while you're doing these movements. We talked a little bit earlier about pressure and how our goal is to manage pressure within our body, our intra-abdominal pressure. And in order to do that, we have to be able to create a 360 degree breath. All right. So when you are doing these movements... I, for instance, you can take a band tied around your um, your diaphragm a bit so you can have some type of cue pushing outward. You can use your hands on the outside of your rib case. You can have something push it against your body so that you can push outward. It's really important that you first learn how to create and know what it feels like to disperse pressure, disperse air in all four of those quadrants. So forward to the side and to the back and down, okay? We didn't know what it feels like to breathe into that pelvic floor, what it feels like to Lengthen it, all right? So I want to make sure that when you are doing these movements, that your breath is super important, that you're really focusing on that that breath and mind-body connection and feeling what it feels like to fill up in all of those areas. And that may take time. When you're listening to these videos or even as you're listening to me, you could be like, what the hell, Anika? I have no idea what you're talking about. I could breathe into my pelvic floor. I can really feel that. Yeah, you can. And it's going to take some time. You're going to get off here. You're going to try a couple of times to be like, "Ah, I'm not sure if I'm feeling that. And if so, please hit me up on Instagram. There's so many different ways that I can help you because I really want you to feel what it feels like to feel that pelvic floor lengthen. Okay? And there's different tools that we can use so that you can feel that. But I want you to keep trying. I want you to be diligent about breathing, about feeling about that mind-body connection because you have to be more aware of what is happening in your body, okay? So like I mentioned, diaphragmatic breathing and different types of it, like the crocodile breathing and quadruped breathing will be on there. After that, we're going to do, I'm going to suggest like some um, thoracic spine rotation just to open up some of the muscles and the space happening on the front and things between that rib cage. And last but not least, we're going to work on um, what it feels like to brace and engage that core and still breathe at the same time. All these movements will, of course, be tagged onto the episode notes, all right? I truly hope that you found today's episode super valuable. I hope it wasn't too nerdy. I truly just want to reach as many people as I can and and educate them about their body and what's happening in their body because everyone should be aware of what's going on in their body and some things that they can do to fix it, okay? As always, my goal is to help you move better, feel better, and be resilient. I'll holler at y'all in the next episode.